To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hello, all you beautiful people, and welcome to episode 12 of the Diz Insider Show. Yeah, episode 12, it's crazy. Uh, I am your host, Skylar Schuler, and with me today is nobody. Uh, sadly, Derek couldn't be here today. Um, he did have some personal matters he needed to attend to. Uh, we are missing him, but it's uh, something that he needed to get done. And, uh, you know, I'm, we're going to miss him t- this week, but he'll be back. Don't worry. Uh, today's going to be a pretty fairly shorter episode than what you guys are used to, um, just because it's super hard to talk to yourself, really. I'm not, I'm not one to do these solo shows. It was so last minute that I couldn't get someone to co-host with me, but that's okay. Um, we have some pretty cool things lined up. We have some new, we have about four or five co-hosts in the works, new interviews for the website coming out. We got the buttons, uh, finally got those. We're so excited to ship those out to you guys. We got your gifts this week uh, for all our Patreons. Uh, you know, shirts are still getting made. And Derek and I have just came up with two ideas for some new merch, which is based on the podcast, which we will share with you probably next week, maybe even on Friday. I'll get with Derek this week. Um, but yeah, some exciting things are coming. So I'm super stoked. First thing I do want to touch on this week in news is we finally got the trailer to probably one of my most anticipated movies. We briefly talked about it with Brandon Katz last week is the trailer for Death on the Nile, the sequel to Murder on the Orient Express, came out uh, last week, mid last week, I believe on Wednesday. Um, And I dug the trailer. I'm a huge fan of like mystery movies like Clue, um, Murder on the Orient Express, Knives Out. I love mysteries. I love where I can just sit in a movie and try and solve a mystery. And Death on the Nile looks like that. And boy, oh boy, does this have a stacked cast. You know, you got Gal Gadot, you have Army Hammer, you have Letitia Wright from Black Panther, um, you have Russell Brand, which was, he was really really weird to see him in that old was it 30s you know get up in attire and look um directed by kenneth brana who's directed some of my favorite movies including murder on the orient express the first thor cinderella he did direct poopy poopy artemis fowl but i will not blame him for that uh kenneth brana we know you can do better than Artemis Fowl, but you guys have heard me tear in artemis fowl constantly and boy oh boy does this cast look darn good like they're all sexy the men the women the cinematography everything looks just so beautiful it's it's just oh my i'm so excited for this it's it looks gripping and thrilling and mysterious and sexy and that's it's kind of a movie i like a mysterious sexy thrilling movie that's a weird way to talk about a movie um, obviously I love act, my action, my comedy, my family films, but man, this one's so out of the box and I love all types of film. So death on the Nile comes out in October from 20th century studios. Be on the lookout for that. I'm super stoked for that one. We did have an exclusive last week. We didn't get to talk about it. Uh, Derek got the scoop on this one. It is Anya Adams who directed episodes of Glow, which is the hit wrestling film or series on Netflix. She directed the uh, episodes of The Good Place, which I hear is awesome and was created by the guys that did Parks and Rec and The Office. So one I'm looking at is uh, 
Anya Adams is tapped to direct the Mighty Ducks series for Disney+. Plus. Yeah, we learned this last week. Uh, they're looking to kick off filming on Monday when this comes out later today. Four more days and we're resuming production on a Disney Plus series. Emilio Estevez is set to return. Um, super stoked for this. Brady Noon plays the main kid who was so hilarious in that movie Good Boys, which I totally recommend if you love raunchy comedy starring kids there's nothing funnier than to me than kids and mature comedy it's like kids making drugs and drinking jokes just cracks me up might not be for everyone but go see good boys also stars lauren graham who's just awesome in everything she's in um i'm super stoked anya adams getting a woman of color director you know stepping in to direct a high profile series not on the Marvel level, but to me, The Mighty Ducks is high profile. It's a it's a franchise that's beloved, especially to those who grew up in the 80s and 90s. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping that we get Joshua Jackson, who played Charlie Conway and, you know, Kenan Thompson, who played the kid who can hit the knuckle puck. I hope they can make cameos. That would be awesome. And Kenan Thompson's already going to appear in the Home Alone uh movie from disney plus so you know he's already got that disney plus ties already so hopefully he cameos we'll have to wait and see on that one which was super super stoked on the disney plus front we did find out some new news regarding mulan um and more it's for overseas so territories such as spain italy the uk um, they are going to get Mulan with premiere access despite movie theaters slowly opening up in Europe. Uh, Disney made the decision to do premiere access over there, um, which probably wasn't the biggest markets for Mulan, understandably. Um, but they are going to get it for their own specific prices. I don't know off the top of my head. It's uh, I don't know the conversion rate over there, but it's it's pretty similar to what ours is. I believe actually a little cheaper. Uh, Australia and New Zealand will also get it with Premier Access. Uh, an interesting note is that France is actually going to get Mulan for free, but it's unknown when Mulan will debut on Disney Plus in France. So I'm I'm guessing later this year they're not going to just drop it for free while everyone else has to pay. So I would say November, December is probably the target date for that, but that's unconfirmed at this point right now. And it, it'll be interesting to watch. Obviously, Mulan is going to be big for the United States and Asia. And Asia, it's already confirmed that it will release in theatrical markets such as China, Malaysia, Singapore, um, which is understandably so. It's the second biggest movie market in the world, just behind the United States. Uh, they love these big action epics. Disney has been developing this film for the Asian market as a secondary blockbuster franchise for them. Here's hoping it does well. If it does well, we've talked about this before, that A Mulan 2 was in early, early, early plans. Not development, but planned, um, basically. They, they had an idea mapped out. Obviously, this was before the coronavirus happened and where we're at right now as, you know, as a globe. Uh, if Mulan doesn't do well, I, I don't imagine they move forward with Mulan 2. Uh, this movie already had a $200 million budget, and that's before marketing and all sorts of other um, revenue streams. So this movie really needs to make at least $800 million to, to, to see a good profit on it, to even think about doing a sequel. 
the only Disney live action films to get sequels are obviously Maleficent, which did make $750 million, but that was released during a non-pandemic. The other ones, Alice in Wonderland got through the looking glass, but that was a billion dollar film, which I don't see Mulan hitting a billion dollars, sadly. Aladdin 2 is in development. If the script is good, the stars will sign on. That was a billion dollar property. You're looking at Beauty and the Beast that made a billion dollars. That's getting a series. Aladdin's getting a spinoff series. So Disney was really banking for Mulan to be its next billion dollar franchise. Unfortunately, it's not looking like that's going to be the case. But my fingers are crossed. Support Mulan if you have the money to do it. You know, nothing would get a sequel greenlit more than success. And, you know, I you I, at the end of the day, we all want to see, you know, these films succeed, especially during these tough times that we're kind of living in at the moment. Um, hopefully things start to open up and we can get Black Widow in theaters, Soul in theaters. And hopefully we don't have to hear about Premiere Access on Disney Plus because I personally don't like the idea of Premiere Access. I've, I've said this countless times. It's... You're already paying for a streaming service. Now you're asking subscribers to pay an additional fee. And then what if, you know, what if times are tough and you can't afford Disney Plus anymore um, because it's not essential? It's more of an, you know, uh, entertainment. It's not a necessity. It's more for entertainment. What if you can't pay for it? Maybe you need to save some money. And then at a later time, you're like, okay, I do want Disney Plus again. Well, you got to buy Mulan again, and we don't know when it'll drop. Like I said, probably uh, November, December. So hopefully things open up. I would love to see a Mulan sequel, albeit that Mulan is a good film. I've heard good things about Mulan, so I have no hesitation that Disney has brought us a good Mulan film. Other pieces of news that I actually liked this week was uh, our friends who we've dropped name dropped multiple times who actually will be on the show in a in a few weeks charles murphy and his website team murphy's multiverse learned that captain marvel 2 that just recently got director nia da costa of Candyman uh is going to film at pinewood studios in the united kingdom um what does that mean really not much it's 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 a good studio space a lot of disney projects a lot of projects in general film at pinewood studios the little mermaid's gonna film at pinewood studios the batman um we've seen other marvel and star wars projects film at pinewood studios there's also a pinewood studios in atlanta georgia but georgia's just booked at the moment with you know disney plus and marvel projects so it made sense for them to look at, you know, United Kingdom. And that doesn't mean that Captain Marvel 2 takes place in London, by the way. They build these sets, you know, in Pinewood Studios to mimic other worlds and countries and places. So, I mean, you look at The Little Mermaid, for instance, that's supposed to take place under the sea. And that's where a lot of the under the sea filming is going to take place, not in London. It's taking place under the sea. So keep that in mind. Uh, they're looking to film... Uh, sometime in 2021 i don't know the exact date i don't even know if there is an exact date uh but be on the lookout for captain marvel 2 updates we should get some new casting news here pretty soon now that they're starting to gear up an idea for production another thing the site dropped was they learned a new llc was created which is basically a production company that will serve as a backer for projects basically and this one is grass-fed productions and 
the site uh, Murphy's Multiverse learned that that's actually linked to a Marvel Studios project. Now, whether it's you know uh, a movie or a series is you know unforeseen at the moment. Typically, it's for a movie project. Um, but the site did make a couple cool suggestions, which works. The first one being the Blade reboot. Uh, there's an undated Marvel film set to release in 2021. A lot of people have been guessing that that is the perfect spot for Blade, which I think it is. And there has been ties to cattle and uh, sacrificing cows at a blood farm in previous Blade movies. So... That could be, you know, that could mean that they're gearing up production on the Blade reboot. Maybe casting news, maybe a director announcement. Um, We'll have to keep our eyes out. Another option, which is a little harder to believe, but who knows, is that Spider-Woman, which was announced last week. It's a Sony project. We don't know if it's tied to the MCU. I think it is because Spider-Woman, which will be directed by Olivia Wilde, all you Tron Legacy fans. Um, she's been tapped to direct Spider-Woman. And Spider-Woman has had ties with a certain Marvel character who happens to be a cow. Um, so that could be an option. That movie has got a, a date somewhere in October 2022. So that could be another option. Spider-Woman, it, uh, this incarnation is reportedly Jessica Drew who they wanted, Marvel Studios wanted to use Jessica Drew in Spider-Man Far From Home, but script rewrites have changed that, obviously, knowing that Jessica Drew didn't appear in Spider-Man Far From Home. But it gives you an idea that they want to use Jessica Drew in the MCU. So I'm assuming Spider-Woman has a connection to the MCU. So that maybe that's another possibility. So be on the lookout for Blade, Spider-Woman. A lot of these projects are going to have casting, director news. Uh, it You know, good news is on its way, folks. So keep be on the lookout for that. Let's move over to some Parks news. We don't really talk about Parks a lot here as often, and that's because Parks news has been slow with the two uh, U.S. Parks being not really closed, but the California park, which we're closest to, is closed. And Walt Disney World slowly opening up and allowing more and more people to come in. Uh, but in terms of Disneyland, Avengers Campus is on its way to being, you know, finally opened and ready for when Disneyland launches again. And images dropped i'm sure you've seen them in uh everywhere we wrote an article on it we shared a video piece from our friends over at dsny newscast uh but a quinjet an actual quinjet from the marvel cinematic universe a huge one and it looks badass uh was placed on top of the avengers campus uh building and it's a life-size quinjet the president of parks and resorts josh diamaro who everyone adores uh took photos with it it looks awesome. It's there. Avengers Campus is also secretly looking at stunt actors to perform different Marvel characters for when Avengers Campus opens. This includes Thor, Captain America, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, uh, the Dora Milaje, which would include Okoye. Uh, so they're hiring secret stunt performers. There's going to be a stunt show there. Um, they're using animatronics, like sophisticated, like robot animatronics to perform Spider-Man swinging across a building, um, which looks really cool. We might've posted the video on the website somewhere about a year ago. So check that out if you can find it. 
Um, but yeah, we're Avengers ca- Campus is just op- is so close to opening the newest land. It will open with a new Spider-Man attraction. It'll open with the Ant-Man, you know, brew factory. They're already developing an Avengers ride. Um, I am so stoked. You get to meet the master, the Sorcerer Supreme, uh, you know, master of the mystical arts, Dr. Strange. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of technology they use for Avengers Campus. I am so excited. Um, there, sadly, there's really no opening date for Avengers Campus at this point. Uh, but I'm going to keep my eyes open. I'm excited. I'm so stoked. I can't wait to get back to the parks if it's safe to do so. Uh, I know Derek's excited for Avengers Campus. We miss Guardians of the Galaxy. Derek and I have a ball when we go. Um, yeah, so be on the lookout for Avengers Campus updates. That's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. Last thing in Disney Parks news. Came out yesterday from another Disney site who... I don't want to bad mouth, but I, I'm, we've bumped heads before. And, Anyways, I was nice enough to source them and make sure to tag them in the article. But as of today, I'm recording this on Wednesday. But last night, Walt Disney World News Today dropped a story uh, that was actually quite interesting to me. And that was the classic Disney song, Zippity Doodah, was removed from the Disneyland loop. And that was what that really means is as you walk through certain parts of the park, whether it's the Esplanade or downtown Disney, they play loops of Disney songs. And one that was removed was Zippity Doodah. You know, it's it's not shocking considering, you know, earlier, you know, in the summer uh, back in what was it, June that Disney was planning to retheme Splash Mountain to Princess and the Frog, both at Walt Disney World and here at Disneyland in Anaheim, to Princess and the Frog, the 2009 animated hit film. I'm super excited for the retheme. You can listen to episode, I believe it's episode five, where we talk about this. I, I love the idea of retheming it. I think it's the right move. Um, in terms of Zippity Doodah, I, I really don't know too much of the history on Zippity Doodah as an actual song. Um, but, you know, if. To me, it's it's just a song in it's a Disney song that lies in a library with hundreds of Disney songs. If you remove one little song, to me, I don't think it affects your Disney going experience. I don't I don't think it should affect anyone on a personal level. Um, so it, so it's interesting. I, I now let me. I, I need to kind of put this with a side note that I don't know if it was removed because of the retheme with Splash Mountain. For all I know, they removed the song because they created a new loop. Or maybe they, you know, maybe they're cutting it out because of the retheme. Who who knows? Maybe Disney's like, we need to cut all ties. Bob Iger had stated, now he's the chairman of the board. He had al- he'd already stated that Disney doesn't plan to release Song of the South or even touch on it anymore. So I'd find it hard to believe that they wanted to keep zippity doodah. So I'm not super shocked. In my personal opinion, everyone has their own opinions. It's totally fine. I'm not looking to argue with anyone or cause any stir. But zippity doodah is a whatever song. Sure, it might be iconic to some people. The whistle's iconic. Yeah, sure. But I could name you 200 better Disney songs, more iconic to me. 
I, I still feel like I'm at Disneyland, whether I hear zippity-doo-dah or not. So I could care less. I'm still excited for Princess and the Frog. We need more Princess and the Frog in our lives. It's one of those animated films that I think is perfect for an attraction, which we've talked about. Episode 5, we talk more about it. Um, that's on that. Lastly, in uh, Disney news is in the world of Star Wars. And Kathleen Kennedy recently spoke in an interview and with The Wrap, actually. And she basically talked about how she wants to hire more women and women of color and people of color for director's projects on various films and series, which I think is great. Um, Obviously, you want to get the best director for the job, but that doesn't mean you don't go after a project that you think suits the needs of a female or a person of color. I, I, we, we need more of that in this industry. And I've, I've set it up and down. I would love to see Ava DuVernay uh, direct a Star Wars movie. I think she would do a fantastic job. I think she gets so much hate for A Wrinkle in Time, which is not a good movie. I'll be fair. But I don't put the blame on A Wrinkle in Time on Ava DuVernay. She's already proven herself to be a fantastic director with, you know, those Netflix docuseries, Selma, which was based on Martin Luther King, uh, which was actually quite good. I, you know, it's I was shocked that that movie didn't receive more Oscar uh, buzz surrounding it, even though it did. It received some. It didn't receive enough. Um, I think she deserves another chance at a big, high profile blockbuster. Uh, She is working on New Gods with DC, um, which is the Jack Kirby, uh, basically like DC's version of Eternals. It's very uh, cosmic. So she's working on that. She has big, you know, big profile productions that she's worked with that already has the background. I think Star Wars would be perfect for her. But anyways, Kathleen Kennedy even said that she was looking at Nia DaCosta, who's now directing Captain Marvel 2 for a Star Wars project. And apparently she was happy that she got a project like Captain Marvel, but was upset because that was a hire that she really wanted, apparently. Um, Sorry, Kathleen Kennedy, you got to jump on it. If you want something, you're Kathleen Kennedy. You are the president of Lucasfilm. If you want a woman of color to direct a Star Wars property series or film... You can get it done. Marvel just beat you to the punch. And I think it's time that we see different visions from different kinds of people on this planet to tell unique storytelling, uh, unique stories in a world where you can expand on worlds that have never been seen before. And I, you know, it's that is something that I think is very important. And I think Kathleen Kennedy needs to jump on that ASAP. ASAP get that done. I want to see it. I let me know in the comments on Patreon who you'd like to see direct a Star Wars film or series. Is there any out of the box choices that you've been thinking of like for me it's Ava DuVernay. Um I can name you hundreds of people I'd like to see direct a Star Wars film. I'd even like to see a Scott Derrickson who directed Doctor Strange. He brought up an idea of like a horror hoth movie on Twitter which I thought was actually pretty cool. Um But yeah, let me know who you would like to see take on these projects or work more in conjunction with the Star Wars universe. Uh, While we're recording this on Wednesday, there are rumors that a Mandalorian Season 2 trailer is expected to drop on Friday. I don't know if that's true, but just a little tidbit for you. All right, folks. 
You know what time it is. There's no drum roll. It's the rumor of the week, folks. And I have a fun one for you. And it's really not a fun one. It is a fun one. But it's really nothing super, super major. But it is an update for a project you guys constantly ask about. Constantly. Of course it's the Little Mermaid. Yes, Queen. It's the Little Mermaid. So what we heard this week regarding the Little Mermaid is we all know that Jacob Tremblay is currently voicing Flounder right now. And the reason Jacob Tremblay is the only one doing any work on the Little Mermaid is because the studio and Tremblay's people, his reps, his, his family, and Tremblay himself all said that he is scared that his voice, he's getting ready to go through puberty. He's scared his voice is going to change and won't fit the Flounder character anymore, which is a legitimate concern, and they want Tremblay's name on that poster. I'm telling you, that is why he's the first one doing any work for The Little Mermaid. He should be done within the next month or so. Voice work does not take that long. Uh, he won't need to be on set. He's not a obviously not an action character. Uh, they'll have someone on set doing the voice work for... Uh, Hallie when she's you know doing those scenes with him uh Aquafina won't be able to record until January so a lot of the rest of the voice work whether it's you know Aquafina Scuttle David Diggs's uh Sebastian a lot of those uh voice characters for the sea creatures uh Floatsum and Jetsum uh Ursula's little henchmen eels they're all gonna do their voice work in January um Aquafina still has to finish uh Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings and she has to get back onto Raya and the Last Dragon and what I've been told is that Aquafina is going to bounce between Raya because she's not done voicing uh her character Sisu Sisu the dragon she's she's the last dragon in Raya the Last Dragon she's gonna since the studio's voice uh recording studios are right next to each other she's gonna bounce between the studios to do her voice work for Raya and the Little Mermaid um as far as I've been told, but they need to finish Shang-Chi. They're hoping to get Shang-Chi finished filming by November, December in order for Aquafina to make the flight back to uh, the States to get done on The Little Mermaid and Raya. Aquafina is just a Disney queen right now. She is getting all sorts of work with Disney. Good for her. I love me some Aquafina. Uh, in terms of David Diggs, I don't know what his schedule is like, but you know, he's uh, his voice work supposed to start in January as well. Uh, in regards to the rest of the cast, what we've been told and this is only tentative right now is that the little mermaid will jump back into the studio in december that's what we've been told we haven't gotten a confirmation which is why we're dropping it as the rumor of the week right now because we're still waiting on a confirmation and when we get that confirmation we will update you with that accordingly uh, but they're expected to make the jump in december um, i was always told uh august was the start date Obviously, things change. I believe Pinewood Studios, where The Little Mermaid's filming, is has space taken up right now, so they had to wait on it. And then, all of a sudden, uh, Nine Perfect Strangers started filming, which required Melissa McCarthy's work on that. Um, obviously, she's going to be a face character in the film, a mix of her face, CGI, and voice work. Um, so they're going to wait until that's done shooting, which I believe is in October. Uh, which would put that in line to, to ultimately start at the end of October, early November. But we've been told by our sources that they're aiming for at least a December start date 
for the whole film as a whole. But that's not to say they can't have Hallie and Jonah Howard King get in there in October or September and start doing that filming first and then start grabbing the rest of the cast at later times. Um, obviously, the film will go through reshoots like every movie does. Um, but that's your little mermaid update for the rumor of the week. If you have any questions for the show, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe to Patreon. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, MySpace, AOL Instant Messenger, uh, Carrier Pigeon, Typewriter. I Whatever you guys want, it's up to you. You let us know what you guys want to hear and what you guys are thinking. Um, we do have a guest co-host next week. I don't know if I'm supposed to announce it, so I'm not. Uh, so please be excited. Like I said, Derek will be back next week. I want to thank our executive producers on the show. My boy, Elliot Bullock II. Lauren Javier. What's up, Lauren Javier? Adam Armstrong. Eric Nova. Brian Griebel. Ernesto Barreda. Spencer Wary, Jiko Chu, Brianna Shad, and my girl, Abby Stoshak. Thank you guys so much for supporting the Diz Insider Show on that level. Thank you to all who supports the Diz Insider Show. Like I said earlier at the top of the show, your gifts are getting ready. We're getting ready to get everything gathered. Get us your addresses before Monday. After Monday, we're not taking any more dresses. If you have friends that want to subscribe to the Patreon... Tell them to do it now. They get a free gift if they subscribe. It's awesome. We're going to drop some hot scoops on the website pretty soon. We're working on three or four now. Uh, Two of them have been confirmed, so we're super excited. We have a hot rumor of the week next week when Derek returns. Don't forget to share all the stories on thedizinsider.com. Help us support the good stuff. The good stuff. I don't know if this episode had intro music, so I don't know if there's outro music. So I'm so sorry if you didn't get an intro or an outro. But just in case, producer, play me that sweet outro music. Or don't. Or don't play me the sweet outro music. You tell me. I don't know. And a five. And a four. And a three. And a two. And a one. Bye.